Hey everybody, uh, once again, it's uh, Tony and Mike's newest adventure. Uh, here we go again. What is this, week five, six? How many times have we done this so far? This is number six, Tony, right. number six. Okay. Who would have thought? I, I, I thought we were going to be done after one, but That's apparently okay. we're. Who thought we would last this long? This is great. We're really enjoying ourselves, and uh, we thank you so much for joining us uh, each and every week. Uh, Mike, you know, you and I, we like to mess around. We like to laugh the whole nine yards, but I think we've got to start it off with a very serious subject uh, today. Yeah, you know, and this one is, of course, close to your heart with uh, somebody in law enforcement in your family and uh, another police-involved shooting, uh, this involving uh, a black man, and this is this is once again gripped the entire nation uh, back apparently on Sunday. This happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and if you don't know where that is, it's kind of near where I grew up in northern Illinois, but it's in southern Wisconsin, pretty much just across the border near Milwaukee, where apparently a man, uh, Jacob Blake, was shot several times in the back by a police officer. In fact, the police issued a statement recently suggesting, uh, not giving a lot of details, uh, but it was the first official police version of what happened. It didn't go into detail as to why the officer shot Blake uh, and shot him seven times in the back. Uh, there apparently was talk that there was a knife that, uh, that, that, that this man had, uh, no word on whether or not he threatened officers with it and whatnot. And, and once again, we have another extreme rush to judgment uh, in the media and in the public as to what happened here. Uh, but we've had international response to this and the sports world. You may remember four years ago, Tony, it was four years ago this week that Colin Kaepernick for the first time took a knee during the national anthem. And that got a lot of reaction. In fact, Colin Kaepernick isn't playing football right now because of his stance at that time or lack of stance taking a knee during the, uh, the national anthem because of racial inequality, especially when it comes to the police department here in the United States. And now you're seeing athletes take a knee. You're seeing coaches take a knee. Uh, now we're seeing games postponed because of this. The Milwaukee Bucks, of course, in Wisconsin there, they did not play their playoff game this week, and it was postponed. In fact, the entire NBA is sitting out the playoffs on Thursday, and the entire NHL has also joined that and is not playing their playoffs. Hey, everybody. Uh, once again, it's uh, Tony and Mike's newest adventure. Uh, here we go again. What is this, week five, six? How many times have we done this so far? This is number six, Tony, right. number six. Okay. Who would have thought? I, I, I thought we were going to be done after one, but That's apparently okay. we're. Who thought we would last this long? This is great. We're really enjoying ourselves, and uh, we thank you so much for joining us uh, each and every week. Uh, Mike, you know, you and I, we like to mess around. We like to laugh the whole nine yards, but I think we've got to start it off with a very serious subject uh, today. Yeah, you know, and this one is, of course, close to your heart with uh, somebody in law enforcement in your family and uh, another police-involved shooting, uh, this involving uh, a black man, and this is this is once again gripped the entire nation uh, back apparently on Sunday. This happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and if you don't know where that is, it's kind of near where I grew up in northern Illinois, but it's in southern Wisconsin, pretty much just across the border near Milwaukee, 
where apparently a man, uh, Jacob Blake, was shot several times in the back by a police officer. In fact, the police issued a statement recently suggesting, uh, not giving a lot of details, um, but it was the first official police version of what happened. It didn't go into detail as to why the officer shot Blake uh, and shot him seven times in the back. Uh, there apparently was talk that there was a knife that, uh, that, that, that this man had, uh, no word on whether or not he threatened officers with it and whatnot. And, and once again, we have another extreme rush to judgment uh, in the media and in the public as to what happened here. Uh, but we've had international response to this and the sports world. You may remember four years ago, Tony, it was four years ago this week that Colin Kaepernick for the first time took a knee during the national anthem. And that got a lot of reaction. In fact, Colin Kaepernick isn't playing football right now because of his stance at that time or lack of stance taking a knee during the, uh, the national anthem because of racial inequality, especially when it comes to the police department here in the United States. And now you're seeing athletes take a knee. You're seeing coaches take a knee. Uh, now we're seeing games postponed because of this. The Milwaukee Bucks, of course, in Wisconsin there, they did not play their playoff game this week, and it was postponed. In fact, the entire NBA is sitting out the playoffs on Thursday, and the entire NHL has also joined that and is not playing their playoff games on Thursday in solidarity with other professional sports outlets who are not going to be playing their games to show their support for, I, I guess, the, the, the message that's going on with this. So I guess the big question is, number one, this particular incident, 29-year-old uh, Jacob Blake, um, it lost his life. The officer involved is uh, Kenosha police officer Rustin Shesky. And now it's a matter of what exactly happened. Did this officer have just cause when it comes to shooting this man? And it has now become once again, a white police officer shooting or killing uh, a black man. And this has really gripped the entire nation again. And even all the way into the sports world. This, this subject, like you said before, it, it's, it's close to my heart. My son is a police officer in Norwalk, Connecticut. He's five years on the force. Uh, he's, a, he's a good cop. He's got a heart. He, he, he's very good at what he does. I always say there's good and bad in every profession. I don't care if it's if you're a police officer, I don't care if you're in broadcasting, I don't care, if, whatever. There's going to be good and bad uh, no matter what. These police officers, and I'm not sticking up for anybody, I'm not saying that this was right or wrong, but these police officers are under immense pressure. They are under the gun, so to speak, no pun intended. They have to make split-second decisions and sometimes it doesn't work out the way they want to, they want it to work out. Now, was there any tasing involved? Did they try to tase? Yes, they, they did try to tase him and apparently it didn't take, at least 
That's according to reports. Okay. Um, and, you know, once again, you have one side of the story, another side of the story, and then somewhere in between is the actual story of what happened. Uh, the unfortunate part about this is that uh, a man's life was lost. Um, and now you're trying to see whether or not that was a justified killing by a police officer. Either way, it's still a family that, that lost, you know, a loved one. And you just want answers. And that's what they're calling for. They, they want transparency. They want to know exactly what happened in this case so they can move forward. Well, you know, you, you, you flip the record over. And to my way of thinking, I don't know, seven shots in the back? You know, I, I, I don't know. Now, I, I, I'm not Because the talk was is that he had a knife. And, you know, they always say the last thing you want to bring to a gunfight is a knife. Yeah, I mean, it, sure. you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. It seems, like, like I said, this is where the, the rush to judgment comes in. Because you just look at the facts, at least that are being presented to you, and you would think shooting a man in the back seven times is excessive. Usually when they're putting together murder trials, crimes of passion have a lot to do with multiple shootings or multiple stabbings and these types of things. So yes, there are a lot of questions and the investigation has to take place. The problem is, is that we've got a nation that is still reeling from the previous instance where a police officer that was white killed a black man. And there's just not seeming to be solutions from one incident to the next. And as we said, that the sports world, whether you like it or not, is getting very much involved here. You know, they had voted not to play the rest of the playoffs, the NBA, but apparently they changed their mind and will continue to play the playoffs after having a Thursday off uh, to, you know, show their support in this matter. But this is now something that is, as I said, four year, almost four years to the day that Colin Kaepernick took a knee during, you know, a San Francisco 49ers football game and garnered all this attention. He can't get a job. And now we have NBA players, Major League Baseball players, hockey players, all doing what he did uh, to show their frustration and, in fact, anger. Where we're now, It's now starting to get very hostile everywhere we go. And, and believe me, we're not, you know, we're not silly in the fact that we don't, we, Tony and I are a couple of white guys talking about this. We don't have a full grasp as to what it's like to be a black man when being confronted by police. We, we don't know what that's like. Tony knows from his instance as a father what it's like to have a son go to the streets every single day to, you know, protect the citizens of, of Norwalk. I don't, my uncle was a police officer and he said it's, it was one of the most difficult things getting out of the car and going up to another vehicle because you have no idea what you're walking into. No. And this all stemmed from a domestic disturbance that police were being called out to. So once again, it's, you have to let it sort itself out. You have to get the facts and then move forward. If this police officer was guilty of anything, he needs to be held responsible uh, for that. If he wasn't, and th this was something that there was just cause, then this incident needs to be looked at as an individual incident uh, moving forward. Well, you, you know, it, the thing is too, these incidents, it's, it's too many. If they're coming fast and furious, 
here now. Uh, it, it seems, I mean, I know it's ridiculous, but it seems like it's happening every day. You know, that, that's the way that it seems. Well, and as you said, there were people protesting the previous right. incident. You know, so it's just as you said, and uh, it's just from one case to the next. It's, it's very unfortunate. Uh, I think that the, the family of Jacob Blake said that the last thing that they want is violence. Uh, they don't want to see violence. Uh, you don't want to see police officers. Um, I can't imagine a world without police officers. And that, that debate is being played out uh, in our political advertisements that we see on television. Uh, what a world would be like without the police department. I don't want to know what a world would be like without the police department. But I also saw this sign, which I think is spot on, that nobody hates a bad police officer more than a good police officer. True. Police Very officers true. don't want bad apples. They don't want racists in their ranks. They don't want that. And we need to understand the climate that's, that is taking place in each city across America and how somebody who may have those feelings can be a police officer. So, as I said, they're still investigating this incident, and hopefully more facts will come to light sooner. The problem is, Mike, and I don't know, maybe I'm talking through my hat, you just never know what's in a man's head. You never know what's in his heart. You, you, you know what I mean? I mean, a, a guy or a lady, it doesn't matter. They could walk around with a big smile on their face. They could be charming at all times, but there could be very unappetizing ideas swirling through their heads. That's a fact of life. Yeah, that's yeah. something you can't, you'll never know yeah. what was in Jacob Blake's head at the time. I mean, police officers can tell you their version of the story. Mm -hmm. Family members can tell their versions of the story, but nobody can tell you exactly what he was thinking at the time. That's something that you won't see facts on, but what you can see facts on are what was, what led this, you know, what brought officers out there in the first place? What were they encountering? Was there any body camera footage of what's taking place? Um, but as we said, you know, the investigation is still unfortunately very fresh and information is coming out all the time. By the time you hear this, there could be more information as sure. to what we're being made available at this point. Okay. All right. Well, I just hope they get to the bottom of it and the right decision is made, the right call yeah. is made, uh, if you will. But uh, we'll see what goes on. All right. Okay. A um, couple of things I wanted to just mention before I forget. Uh, uh, there was a woman that, uh, actually you brought this to my attention. Uh, she has noticed that you and I wear the same shirts every Thursday. Okay. I don't know what your excuse is, Mike, but she made the crack saying you guys wear the same shirts. My excuse <laughs> is if, if you were here now, you'd see in the back of my collar, it says Thursday. This is my <laughs> Thursday shirt. Okay. My Thursday shirt. That's all that I could say about that. Okay. Uh, it's like your days of the week underpants. It, from thank Harry you. And Sally. Thank you. Thank and you. And Tony, why, why didn't, why wasn't there Sunday? I don't remember that. Tell me. Because of God. Oh, that's, that's right. That's what she said. Okay. Good. But <laughs> I also wanted uh, to, to say too, um, yeah, this is my Thursday shirt. Sure. Uh, but I want you to know too, when we're doing these shows, I'm not wearing any trousers. So, Oh, yeah. So it, it, it all it all balances out. I did also I think it was the same lady. Uh, she said that my head is too big for the screen. Is, is that what she said? 
And something like that, and your chin gets cut off at the bottom. Right, right. My head is too big for the screen. A lot so of Steven, a lot of well, actually Stephanie Spielberg's out there. We've got a lot of Stephanie Spielberg. Yes, yes. And I just wanted to address that. I want you to know that since I was four years old, people have told me that I do have the alien head. Okay, and you've seen the alien head many times on Star Trek. You've seen it on Lost in Space, and that's what. I've this seen it is. at the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade. Thank you. I have been called every name in the book, including Helium Head. So I, I just want you to know that that's the way that it is. Now, there was a time where that used to bother me for years and years. Now, at this stage of my life, who cares? Yeah, no, I know. I, I see the comments, too. And um, I don't have any reason as to why I wear this shirt. All I know is, is that since somebody has made a comment on it, even if this is burned, even if it, if I can't stand the smell of it because I didn't wash it in time, I will now always wear this shirt. Yes. For this, just yes. just for that person. So yes. you know who you are, Stephanie yes. Spielberg. Yes, of uh, course. There, there you go. But uh, I do want you to know I am sitting here in my mudans. Okay. <laughs> I won't show you, but I am sitting here in my mudans. Oh okay. wow! Now, now um, the the nineteen seventy two Miami Dolphins always pop champagne every time a football team loses because they were undefeated throughout okay right do you do the same thing when mark david chapman is denied parole i yeah i really do i i, I follow that pretty closely um well wasn't it just a few years ago you and i were on the radio at the time that there was actually discussion that he is reformed and should be released from prison. There was, I mean, I don't know how many, but there was at least a few people that were kind of thinking that maybe it was time for him to be released. And for people who don't know, he's the one who assassinated John Lennon. Yes, Lennon never had a chance. Um, you know, I, I look at it this way. Mark David Chapman is now 65 years old. It, it happened 40 years ago. Uh, Lennon, it cuts off at 40 years old uh, for him. Um, no, I think he should stay in jail for the rest of his life. But if you recall, Mike, uh, John Hinckley, who had, did an assassination attempt on Ronald Reagan. Uh, in fact, he got to Reagan. He shot Reagan that particular day. He's out now. It's, it's, it's over. What did he spend, 35 years or something? Or was it was Jodie Foster, too, that he was all... Well, he did that to impress Jodie yeah. Foster. But, but I am still flabbergasted that he's out of prison that's enough now he he served his time he is he tried to assassinate a president for, i don't know if you can get any other than crimes against children I, I don't know if you can get any worse than trying to assassinate the president of the united states i mean that's yes, yes. you know and and i was i was just reading this morning but i just want to i just want to look at it make sure i'm getting it right but uh uh yoko ono who is lenin's widow every time chapman comes up for parole she's always there and she's not feeling good these days, I think she's she's confined to a wheelchair now, oh. and she's she's always there, okay. And she is afraid that number one, Chapman is going to get out and then try to assassinate her or Lenin's two sons. She's very afraid of that, and also she's afraid for Chapman's own safety that somebody, a, a crazed fan, will kill Chapman in retaliation for what he did. Uh, I agree with, uh, with this particular article 
uh, wholeheartedly. Everything that she says is true, except for the part where the guy who wrote the article said that uh, she is a singer and a songwriter. I, I don't particularly agree with that. But Can you do else, a Yoko Ono impersonation? Oh, my Yoko, yes, yes. Well, there's a song. There was a record called Cold Turkey. Lennon put this out in 1969. And for a while there, every time Lennon would put out a song, the flip side would be Yoko, okay? So this particular song, Cold Turkey, the other side had, don't worry, Kyoko, mommy's only looking for a hand in the snow. And I swear to you, I am not kidding you. I am not exaggerating. The song went like this for like five minutes on the flip side. That's what the song was. So don't tell me that she's a singer and a songwriter. You just okay? scared the living the crap. You just scared the living crap out of my dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very funny. But uh, yeah, that's the story with that. I'm I I I'm glad they gave him another two years at least. Myself, I hope he rots in prison. That's my opinion. Okay, there you go. As we continue here, many, many things that uh, we wanted to get to uh, b before we before we wrapped it up. Um, <laughs> uh, episode six, you know, we had thousands of people view the program. We certainly appreciate that. We once again, thank you to Big uh, Big Steve over doing it local for hosting it as it premieres as Facebook Live. Comment as the show is going along. We'd love to read the comments. And of course, the word last week was Cocoa Puffs which was a wonderful cereal. In fact, Tony, in your honor, I bought a box of Cocoa Puffs. Ah, got you going. Week. I'm a Cocoa Pebbles guy, Okay, but I decided to go with Cocoa Puffs, so certainly appreciate that. So we had several people put the uh, Cocoa Puffs uh, word there. Now, I was told to get like a magnifying glass, but I'm just going to do this. Okay, this is my new thing as I do the names. Uh, Don, Lynn, William, uh, Willem, uh, let's see, Linda, Wheeler, Diana, Kathy, Annette, I can't read, obviously, Rose, Paula, D, Allison, Thomas, Pat, Janet, Nancy, Celeste, Ida, Patricia, Charlie, Vicki, John, Linda, David, Patty, Tricia, Rich, Val, Sandy, and Lisa. So thank you to everybody who put Cocoa Puffs in the comments as that's at the end of the program. And Tony will give us yet another food that will get us thinking of buying it sometime this week. So that's the pressure now. You have to find that sort of forgotten snack. Did you yeah. see that Lucky Charms just released bags of just their marshmallows? No. Really? I mean, I, I know that your doctor is cringing at the idea of you knowing this, but yes, Lucky Charms, just the mar they used to they did this for a little while and then they stopped, but it's back. If you go to grocery stores, you can find just the bag of the marshmallows of Lucky Charms. Nice. Well, why not? Uh, Captain Crunch, they do the crunch berries with, with yeah. no Captain Crunch in it. So, yeah, why not? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Not? I can't indulge. Uh, what about uh, uh, Dancing with the Stars? Yeah, all right. Is, is Christy available? Is she around? We need her Christy, feedback. Yeah. Put down the big spoon. And, and could you come up here? You don't have to be on camera if you don't want to. Now, when we were on the radio, a very popular segment was Tony's wife, Christy, coming on and telling us everything about Dancing with the Stars. Yes. My favorite part about it was that she didn't know any of the names of the people, but she described who they were and who she, and then Tony would bring up the name and she'd say, yeah, he's got to go or she's got to go and all those types of things. But apparently there's rumors as to who the new season is going to be. Now we have a new host, 
Are you aware of the new host for Dancing with the Stars? Yes. Are you you're aware of the new Tyra Banks? Yes. And how do you feel about Tyra Banks taking over? Not happy. Yeah. She I was, like Tom Bergeron. Yes. He's we, funny. Did yeah. he fall into a scandal? Yeah. Oh, did he? I don't know. I just figured that he got too old and they wanted to freshen things up a little bit. Too old? He wasn't that old, was he? Well, he's he's older than me. Yeah. Well, that's old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. So... All right, so Tyra Banks is the host. Uh, the show is going to premiere September 14th on ABC. Write that down. All right, so write that down. And Christy, if we're still doing this program, which would be surprising to me by September 14th, <laughs> uh, you'll have to come on and, and talk about it, okay? I will. Uh, did you watch Tiger King on no, Netflix? I did, I did. did you watch Tiger King on, on Netflix? No. No, we didn't okay, watch well, that. You're going to have to start watching it because rumor has it, um, Carol Baskin, who is rumored to have killed her husband and fed him to the tigers, um, she's rumored to be on this season uh, of Dancing with the Stars. Okay. Wow. Yeah, but see, Mike, that's where... You know, it, it, when the show came on, it used to be like, you know, B-list people. Now, I didn't know anybody's names in the last few shows because I felt they're like D-listers, E-listers. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you. I, this is, and once again, these are probably just lists of that people would love to see on the show as opposed to actually being talked about by ABC. Uh, Anne Heche is another one. Oh, okay. Okay. That's that's appropriate because her career is in the toilet, so that's appropriate. That makes uh, it official. Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Charlie Sheen. That'll be good. That'll that'll be he's healthy great. enough. I haven't seen him in a long time. Although he was on. Uh, I'm watching the the Goldbergs. I know I'm very late to the party. I'm watching yes. the Goldbergs. Tony's been talking about the show since it came on the air. I just watched the episode where they redid Ferris Bueller. Yes. And Charlie Sheen's at the end of it. And he's like, I've been here for 30 years, for God's sakes. And he walks off because he's been, well, he's in the original Ferris Bueller. The, the, only, the only thing, we were watching it when it first came on. There's a commercial for an app called GoodRx. And Charlie Sheen's father is like the spokes, spokesman, uh, Martin Sheen. And they, they, all of these people are like cheering uh, Martin Sheen on. And then there's a quick pan over to Charlie Sheen, who's sitting in his living room, and he's going like, go, dad, go, dad. And I looked at my wife, and I went, poor bastard. I mean, yeah. he used to make a million dollars an episode, and now he's doing good RX commercials. He was the wild Martin thing. Sheen. He's 75 years old. You know, he was, he's he was the wild thing. He was the right? wild thing. Yeah. <laughs> who uh, else? Jesse McCartney. Oh, I like him. He was on The Masked Singer. See, That's another that was, excellent show. I thought maybe it was a girl. Uh... Yeah, a runner up on se runner up on season three of The Masked Singer, Christy Brinkley. Oh, wasn't she on the? She show? was on the, the last year. In, she was on board for practice, it, but dropped she out. Broke her she, wrist. Yeah, broke her wrist. Her daughter replaced her. Right. But I guess she's. They're hoping. Uh, former Pittsburgh Steelers linebacker Ryan Shazier. Now this is a he he, he was nearly paralyzed in 2017 but has since learned to walk again after spine surgery. So there's talk about possibly bringing him, if he can do it. I mean, that doesn't seem like something I would push to do after spine surgery, but no, that's something he wants to do. The football players are very popular on the show. 
Yeah, they have a big following. What, Emmett yes. Smith won it? Uh, who else? Uh, Emmett. He uh, just said that. Emmett oh, Smith. he said that. Yeah, he said uh, Jerry that. Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. Jerry yeah, Jerry Rice. Rice. I think he won okay. it. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's see here. Former soap star, Chriselle Strauss. Never heard of her. No. Okay. Um, Jerry Harris from Cheer. This is, these are Netflix shows. I've never heard no. of them. No. The producers really wanted Dr. Anthony Fauci. Yeah, they'll get him. Okay. But they figured he might be too busy with the ongoing pandemic. So right. those are just, let, those let are just a few. This. Does it say anything in there how they're going to produce the show when there's all of this social distancing and and all of that. Well, I, I heard that the pro dancers would not be living with each other. Apparently, they were all staying with each other while this was going on. That, at least that's what I read in an article, but they would be doing social distancing between them. I don't know how they'll do it with the contestants and the pro dancers. I mean, I would assume everybody's being tested. So you know that you're dancing with somebody who doesn't have the coronavirus. But you're right. That's a show that you would think would be in jeopardy. If I they, mean, a lot, a lot of, uh, you know, close proximity uh, there, yes. you know, are they going to do it at ABC studios or are they going to do it like we're doing this now? I don't know. Well, how, how, well, I guess, I mean, you'd be watching them. Well, they're not going to have a live studio audience. Right. No way. Okay. I mean, well, they have cardboard cutouts of the Kardashians. Terrific. That's great. <laughs> um, you know, these, I would consider this kind of a reunion show. You and I together again in a reunion show. This is kind of it. But I guess we've started something here because did you know that they're having a reunion tool time show? Oh, that Tim up. Allen and uh, Richard Card. Yes, on uh, uh, TLC, isn't it? History. History. On the History okay. Channel. It's going to be called Assembly Required. Okay. Uh, it features builders in their home workshops competing to fix or improve everyday household items, which sounds like tool time. Uh, Tim and Al, or Tim and Richard, will share the history around the items that are featured. So it looks like they're reuniting for a show on the History Channel. Okay. I'm surprised that they could get Richard Karn. He's been so busy since the show went off the air. You know? Well, he did uh, Family Feud for a while. You're very good, Mike. Yes, he did. You're right. Tim Allen, of course, very busy with um, Toy Last Story. And then, yep. yeah, Last Man Standing, the other show. So, no, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, I'd be interested in it. Are they going to get Pamela Anderson back? Then I'd be very interested. <laughs> okay. This is where the hand is supposed to come across the computer screen. That's all right. She went and downstairs. And, I'm smack, and smack you in the face. <laughs> all right. Very, very good. All right. Coronavirus has us in its clutches. Uh, I'm reading uh, yesterday, KFC has suspended its advertising slogan, finger licking good. Oh, come on. Yeah. They say it's not right to recommend people lick their fingers during the pandemic. But oh, come on, really? aren't we supposed to be constantly washing our hands? Well, okay, then, then sneak it into the wash your hands, finger licking good. You know, I mean, <laughs> just kind of have somebody insert that line. I mean, yeah. I understand that we all think that money grows on trees, but you're, you're forcing companies to like have new advertising slogans and whatnot because of this i mean it's it's common sense you just sterilize your hands wherever you know it's the classic line you don't know where that's been type of thing um i don't know i mean do we really have let me, to let me ask you a question 
is this going to stop anybody from licking their fingers when they're eating KFC? No. No. No, I, I don't think so. It's not going to make a difference. What else happens? As long as you're face deep in a bucket, you're going to be you're going to be licking your fingers. <laughs> That's all that counts. That's all that counts. <laughs> also, uh, because of COVID, as if we needed another reason not to exercise, doctors say if you do have coronavirus and you exercise, it can make your symptoms worse. So you see, you and I were ahead of our time. We just we just want to be as healthy as we can. That's That's it. That's why we refuse to exercise. Yes, yes. You see, (laughs) we're doing our part, folks. We're doing our part. We are. uh, You know, speaking of this, uh, McKenna had her first week of school. Oh, Uh, how did that go? They call it distance learning 2.0. That's what they call it. Uh, And the teachers are they really they really got together over the summer and have done a great job. Uh, in the first week. When, when they first got hit with this and the kids had to leave school early, they scrambled and did everything they could. McKenna's in third grade now. And uh, her second grade teacher uh, did everything that she could. It wasn't much, but, you know, she ended up passing second grade. Now right out of the box, she's got a full schedule. And her teacher is there in front of her from 8 a.m. until about 2.30 in the afternoon. And they have breaks for lunch. They have breaks for they call them brain breaks. I think that's more for the teachers than it is the kids. But it's a teacher teaching them, and then they're doing exercises on this, this program called Seesaw and sending it to the teachers, and the teachers are grading it right then and commenting back to them. I, I don't know of any teacher who wouldn't rather be in the classroom with the kids. They realize that. But I have to, I have to acknowledge uh, where McKenna goes to school um, and how they've handled this so far, because I know that it, it wasn't it wasn't done well in the spring, but we were all sort of thrown into it in short notice. And it's nice to see that the schools have gotten together over the summer and have put together a program uh, that can certainly uh, at least somewhat sustain the children before they go back to the class. Well, you know, Mike, it's it's new to everybody. It's new to all of these school districts. And, you know, you're going to find that, I think anyway, things are going to change as the year progresses, as the school year progresses, you're going to see, I think anyway, that things are going to change, you know, yeah. uh, over and over and over again, because it, there is a learning curve here. And uh, they've got to find uh, the, the, the right way to do this. And the only way to do it is just kind of like go by the seat of your pants, really. Yeah, you know, and, and Facebook is, of course, the, the classic taking a picture of your child on their first day of school. Um, and you can tell the ones that were learning in their bedrooms versus the ones that actually went to their classes. Right. Uh, and, you know, I, I feel for parents that their children are in the school. I, I'm sure the schools are trying to do everything that they possibly can to keep your children safe. Uh, and the whole sports aspect of things, I get it, believe me. Uh, McKenna participates in softball, so I understand wanting to get them back out there and playing as much as possible. But for, for parents who don't want their children to participate in sports because of the risk of the coronavirus, I understand that too. I mean, Absolutely. as a parent, the last thing you want is your children to be in harm's way. And we all know that they're like Petri dishes. When they get in school, they contract everything and they bring it home and the whole house gets sick. We know how that works. And with this coronavirus, you don't want to mess around. You just don't want to mess around with this. My, my big question 
with coronavirus, I've said this before, always was, what about, what about going to the bathroom? I mean, let's, let's face it. I mean, these kids, you know, the aim is terrible. Those bathrooms are filthy. Dirty. Kids, I mean, they like that as adults too. Exactly, exactly, you're right. And I always said, what about the bathrooms? Now I heard that some of these school districts now are, have hired one guy, one guy or one woman per school, and that's what they do. They clean the bathrooms. You know, how many bathrooms are in a, a school, in, in an elementary school, let's say? There's got to be 20 bathrooms on the three floors yeah. or two floors, whatever it is. And that's and just that's for the students. They go bathroom to bathroom. They, they clean it. When they're done, they do the last one. They go back, and they start all over again. That's and then how, you have the faculty bathrooms, too. I mean, you have... Exactly. Exactly. So there are ways, uh, I, I guess. I guess. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I get it, but you're right. That's a, that's a place where germs are spread yep. with, without a doubt. No, I, I agree with you. So, you know, as kids are going back to school, whether it's in the classroom or at home, you know, our thoughts are with all the parents out there and the teachers out there and the administrators who are having to make it up as they go along. Uh, but I, I'm once again very happy so far uh, with McKenna's teacher and how the school is handling this. They, they, they say that they're going to reevaluate next month. Uh, the boys are scheduled to go into preschool. They are still scheduled to go in class on September 14th. So, you know, we'll keep you posted if the school decides to change things up a little bit. Uh, well, the, only them, thing, but, the only thing you can do is make the sign of the cross and, and just hope everybody stays safe. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Uh, the fall, of course, is right around the corner. We've got real hot weather recently. We've got hurricanes that are churning in the, the, the Gulf of Mexico and affecting parts. So, you know, summer still has its grip, but sure signs of fall, Tony. The uh, Starbucks pumpkin spice latte was released earlier than ever. Uh, there were rumors Starbucks would release it, and they were true. Starbucks rolled it out this week, which is the earliest they've ever started selling it. It's the 17th year of the pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks. And what I noticed at one of the grocery stores that I service, they've had pumpkin pies out for the last two weeks. And every time I go up to the chips to take care of them, these tables are empty. People are scooping up the pumpkin pies, even in August. I mean, I can't believe it. Well, as far as pumpkin spice goes, I say be a man. Drink coffee. Drink the regular coffee, all right? The black coffee? Well, you can put a little cream in it if you want. But just be a man, this flavored coffee. Come on. Come on. Come on. All right? Am I right or wrong? Come on. I, I have to say you're wrong because I, I can't drink. If it tastes anything like coffee, I can't drink it. And you know me. We used to have our, our mornings there before the show would start. You and I would sit there and have coffee. And you knew that there were days that I would have coffee. And then there were days that it was just pure Mountain Dew on a morning like that, um, as opposed to coffee. I had to be in a special mood, especially that coffee maker at the radio station. Oh, my gosh. That was disgusting. Disgusting. I mean, it was, it was like what they used to blacktop driveways. I mean, it right. just came out with like a, I mean, that's how it sounded. It was like a soft serve ice cream machine. We never cleaned it. it was never cleaned. Oh, are you supposed to clean those? You know what I'm saying? There you go. 
I know there's vinegar somehow. Oh, boy. All right. So I asked you before. Oh, no. I, I wanted to add. I asked you before we started what year you graduated high school. Yes, 1979. 1979. Okay. Well, apparently, the New York Daily News has put a, a list together of songs of the summer going all the way back to 1958. Like, the song of that year. Can you even guess what the song of the year you graduated high school? 1979, it's gotta be, it's gotta be the Bee Gees, you know? The, you should be dancing or staying alive, no? No. Grease? I'm surprised that, I'm surprised. Bad Girls by Donna Summer. Okay, all right. That was number one. Number two, Ring My Bell by Anita Ward. Oh yeah. Number three, Good Times. Was it by Chic? Okay. Yeah. 1979 disco hit Bad Girls, which became Summer's most successful single. The track would later serve as inspiration to hip-hop artists who frequently used it for samples. Okay, so that was the number one song for Summer as you graduated. Now, you have to fast forward quite a few years to get to then my graduation year. Sorry, Tony. But... What, fifth, what is 79 to 94? That's 15 years. At least 15 years, yeah. Yeah, 15 years. So 1994 was the year that I graduated. Any idea? I know that you're, in fact, I just saw you commenting on somebody's Facebook page about how the music died in the 80s. Uh, and uh, there's very little music that you even acknowledge since the 80s. I haven't acknowledged anything since about 1985. Okay, all right, 1980. So that's post-thriller for Michael Jackson, right? Yeah, all right. Well, thriller was thriller was cool, and and then it it, it started to, you know. But I'm even surprised by this. The number one song for the summer in 1994 was "I Swear" by All for One. Okay. You even know the song? Uh, no. It's a song no. that goes like "I swear." Na, 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 okay. na, na. You know that? Yeah, I, yeah okay. I, I've heard it. Uh, second was Stay by Lisa Loeb. Okay. Three was Don't Turn Around by Ace of Bass. I have a true story about that song, Don't Turn Around. Okay. Okay. I was dating a girl, and I didn't know this. I, I, I swear I did not know this. Okay. I, I had strike one and strike two with this girl. Okay. Right. Okay. I'm, I'm in my room with her. Now, Mom, I know you're watching this. Don't worry. There wasn't any hanky-panky, at least on this day. But I'm, I'm in the room, and I break up with her, okay? It just so happened to be on her anniversary, which I didn't know. And the song Don't Turn Around was playing at the time. The song is about, you know, get out of here. Don't turn around. Just go. And that's the song that's playing as I'm breaking up with her in my bedroom on our anniversary. And you had no idea what you were doing? No idea. No, I just liked another girl. That's that's really all it was. I just liked another girl. Was she upset or did she kind of like shrug her shoulders? Yeah, no, she was, oh, yeah. Well, to lose this? I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, that's, yeah. that's tough. I know. I know what you mean. And I just know. think I was a less gray, smaller version, younger version of this. But yeah, no, this, that song is playing in the background on my anniversary as I'm breaking up with this girl. Wow. wow. I don't know if she's, she might watch this. So I got better. I think I'm going to end it there. But uh, yeah, no, she, uh, 
that that was in the top three. So I would certainly go with your song over mine uh, when right. it comes to it. But you know okay. that. I know 10,000 Maniacs was a group that I know their song played during our talent show when I was graduating. I'm sure there's songs you remember from high school that kind oh, of sure. symbolize sure. that. But you can go uh, to the New York Daily News website to find, you know, possibly a song that was. Actually, all those, all those songs that you mentioned from 1979, I remember all of those. I remember all of that happening uh, yeah. at, at that point. Yeah. And to show how off the reservation you and I are, they're saying that the song this year could be Savage by Megan the Stallion. Okay. All right. All right. I mean, it's just, I mean, you know, if, if you, there's nothing on TV anymore. So we find ourselves watching, you know, old reruns of Andy Griffith and, and everybody oh. loves Raymond and all of that, but they keep showing this commercial for the video music awards coming yeah. to MTV. Hosted by Lady Gaga, right? No, hosted by um, uh, Kiki Palmer. Okay? But all of these artists, what the hell? Juice World? Uh, uh, the Weeknd? BTS? Who are these people? Well, there was BTO back in your day. No, BTO, that's one thing, you know. I was accused of having B.O. as well. On but, several occasions, not only as a child, but also as an adult. Yes, of course. Sure, sure. Jeez. Good oh, God. Boy. Yeah, but so you, people can go and check that out and see if they uh, agree. Surprised not to see any Hootie and the Blowfish. Because that well, was... In 94, that was their year, wasn't it? 95? I thought, I thought so. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was the next year. I, I don't know, but yeah. I, I thought that, that was the year. I don't know. So... I did want to make one mention, and I called Mike about this, but I found some, uh, I found some interesting things when it came to Eversource. I went out to the mailbox, and I got my Eversource bill, and it amazed me how much it went up. No. It went from like $160, $170 in July to like over $300 in August. Ooh. I told my wife, I says, this gotta be a mistake. She was livid, she was livid. I, I, I wanted people to know these new charges went into effect on July 1st. This included an approved 4% raise increased for the last couple of weeks. However, however, I lost it, but uh, Connecticut is not standing for it. From what I understand, uh, Connecticut is making Eversource, if I'm understanding this correctly, they are making Eversource put a halt on this until they can look into it and, and make sure that what's going on is not a crooked thing. Yeah. You know? Well, so, it even got to the point where you called, right? Didn't you call I called. them? Yeah, well, he gave me some spiel of, yeah, well, you weren't, you know, you're using your air conditioner. Okay. Uh, you know, you... But you said that the bill was pretty similar to what it was last year. That's what he told me, but I, okay. didn't, I, I didn't have my bill in front of me. He supposedly went on the computer. I don't know. I, don't yeah. know. I, I mean, you expect electric bills to be higher in the summer, and yes. let's face it, you're home all day now, so that means that the air conditioning is running more, uh, so and it's been hotter argument, and muggier. The argument was, how dare you raise it like this? 
when so many people are having a hard time financially with COVID-19, you know? Yeah. And I understand uh, uh, Richard Blumenthal is in on it as well. So we'll see what, what goes on. They, they want, a state of Connecticut wants to force Eversource, I guess, to go back to the prices that they were charging in June, if I, if I read that correctly. So. Yeah, and obviously, you know, Eversource is still answering from their storm response. Right. So it was yes. a bad time for a rate increase, and they just had a public hearing where apparently the CEO was just ripped up and down, which happens. We've seen so many CEOs of utility companies come and go in Connecticut because the storm response has a lot to do with how beautiful the state is with its trees. When you have that many trees and you have power lines above ground, you're going to have issues, and that's what these utility companies are dealing with. So they had a, a, a bad storm response and they're increasing rates or requesting to bad timing. So, you know, get, get on the horn with your state rep and, and try and block this from happening. And what about all these people that lost their electricity during the last storm for five, six, seven, eight days, 10 days at a time? Do they get rebate on that? Do, do, they, do they slash the bill? because you didn't have electricity for all those days? I mean, the only thing I could think of is that if you didn't have electricity, you're not paying for electricity. You know what I mean? I mean, if there's no power going into the house, that would be if, if I were on the phone and I was wearing the headset from Eversource, well, Mr. Reno, you, you weren't actually using the electricity. So, I mean, don't you think that's fair? Can we just have a gentleman's agreement here that... Uh, yeah. Let's yeah. let bygones, you know, all the cliches in the world. But I, I would think that would be the argument. The only problem is, is now you have to tap into your homeowner's insurance because you probably lost food in the fridge. You probably lost things because you were out of power for that long. And then you go from, you know, is there any sort of emergency relief? Is there relief from FEMA? Is there because of the storm? Who, who knows? Those are all things that homeowners have to check into and find out on their own. Sometimes they'll come and do survey and damage and make sure that you're doing this. Because a lot of the, the way it works is a lot of the times the state as a whole needs to know all the damage it gets from a storm. Because once they tally all that up, they can then go to the federal government and say, listen, this is how much damage we're estimating. We need some relief. But then as an individual homeowner, you need to do the same. So if Trumbull has so much, they can get a certain portion of money, a Bridgeport, you know. So you have to try and tell as many people as possible how much damage you had in your house because, you know, it, it helps. I mean, it really does help when they have a number that is at a certain level to try and get money to come back uh, from the feds or from the state. So, yep. All right. But, I mean, air conditioning is expensive. I mean, it is just, I, I know my... Uh, utility bill was the highest it's ever been uh, this last month too. So it's it's a tough pill to swallow when it hits, but I, I'd rather pay it and have 70 degrees than not pay it and have 84. You know what I mean? Inside, It's one of those things where it's like I, my mom used to run the air conditioning in the winter. <laughs> I mean, when you want it, you want it. I know. You want it, you want it. I know. I know. I know. All right. What do you we got doing? anything else or you want to wrap things up with bad I'll decisions? Wrap things up. You got bad decisions? I'm ready. A friend right, of ready? you and me. All right, here we go. <laughs>
Bad decisions, bad decisions. Mike Bellamy is here for you and me. All right. Now, I'm not sure what makes someone angrier during an argument. You and I have had some pretty heated arguments in the past. <laughs> Telling them to calm down or just flat out ignoring? Which one steams you more? Uh, I, I think the flat out ignoring, I, I think, steams me. This story will prove you are correct, sir. A guy in Easton, Pennsylvania. You know what Easton's the home of? No. Crayola. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. Oh. Easton, Pennsylvania is the home of Crayola. It's is as you enter from New Jersey, Easton is right there to greet you, and there's a Crayola oh, place okay. there. Yeah, yeah. You learn something uh, every day. In fact, I think I think we honestly at the radio station were giving away tickets to the Crayola Adventure in Easton, Pennsylvania. I think okay. I remember that on the website. All right. That's why I was like, wow, okay, that's kind of a cool. little ways to go, but okay, all right. All right. So a guy in Easton was loading stuff into his trunk on Sunday afternoon when his 43-year-old estranged wife, Deborah, showed up. They started arguing, but while Deborah was talking, the guy turned around to ignore her and just keep loading the truck. One of my funniest, one of the funniest lines in any movie that I have ever heard is in the movie Dumb and Dumber, when Jeff Daniels and Jim Carrey are sitting in that heart-shaped honeymoon hot yep. tub. <clears throat> Jeff Daniels is tell telling the story of his breakup, and he said, you know, she was going on about how I, how I don't listen. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention to her. But I, it was just it's a quick line, but it's one of the funniest <laughs> lines I've seen in any movie. But here he is. He's ignoring. He's just still stuffing the trunk. That made her so angry, Tony, that she stabbed him in the back two times. Wow. Right. Okay. Usually wives stab their husbands in the back when they're not around. This estranged wife decided to do it in person. He was taken to the hospital. He's expected to be okay. But Deborah, of course, was charged with assault. Ooh. Oof. Eek. So if you're going to ignore your wives, fellas, do it face to face or do it in the next county. Okay. Don't turn your back. Do it on the phone. Send an email, you know. Send a text. Send yeah, a spam, text. spam email. Jeez. Anything. And Well, that's, you know, when my wife and I, when we argue, that's my wife's thing. My wife will only argue to a certain point, and then she just stops. She just stops. And I'm like, yeah, but, but wait a minute. Won't, will, will not react, will not look at you, just keeps watching TV or whatever's going on at the time. When she's had enough, that's it. It's over. Whether she's winning the argument, which I don't think I've ever won an argument, whether she's winning it or not, that's what that's what she does. Enough. And then what is Tony? Do you go into trying to make her laugh at all costs mode? At that point, nothing nothing works. You've you've got to give her you got to give her the space. You got to give her the space. Okay. You know, depending upon what we're arguing about, but usually you just got to give her the space. And you know, what are you gonna do, Mike? Because with you and me, you, you don't treat me the same. So you've got different strokes for different folks. If you and I are in argument mode, I get texts around the clock every three seconds. Now, now, now why do you hate me? Why, why do you hate me? What, what's going on? Why are you mad? What are you doing? And then just words that don't mean anything. You know, like Beelzebub will sometimes come up. He'll just write things randomly. 
And then he goes, oh, okay, Mike, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the White Sox if, if, if I need to get your attention, which I can't believe we've done a whole program without talking about the Red Hot White Sox. Dude, hey, they may go all the way. And no asterisks here, baby. If they win it all, it's, it's a legitimate World Series. It's legitimate. Yep, legitimate. They just You're had their 19th no-hitter in 19th no-hitter in franchise history. Very good. Now it's against the Pirates, which is a triple-A team out of Pennsylvania, in case you've ever heard of Pittsburgh. But uh, It's funny because I was reading a, a story. You talk about the Pirates. This is well before your time. But Doc, was it Doc Ellis? I think it was Doc Ellis. He was a pitcher for, for Pittsburgh. He threw a no-hitter, and he was on LSD the whole time. He was on an LSD trip when he threw the no-hitter. And he was talking about it, and he says – you know, I got to the park and I wasn't supposed to start. So I just said, all right, I'll just sit in the dugout and I'll go, I'll be on a trip. And, uh, um, you know, that's it. And then the manager came up to him and said that uh, something happened here. We're switching it around. You're on the mound today. And he had already taken the tablet. Oof. Well, you hear about guys playing, I mean, playing while they're on drugs. I don't know how. I don't, I don't know, know how. Play. I mean, you need every level of concentration to, to hit a ball or to, to hit the outside part of the plate, whatever the case is, but wow, just shows. But that's how fifty years ago, or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. Well, you yeah. and I were half cracked anyway. Every time we did the radio show, so <laughs> uh, what's the word this week? Surf and turf. Surf and turf. Yes. Okay. Now that's now when I think surf and turf, I think lobster tail and steak. Yes. That's what it is. Can it be shrimp? And steak, can it be crab legs and steak, or does it have to be lobster tail and steak in your mind? Well, it could be anything that you want, but the word is surf and turf. Okay. Okay? So it could be a piece of bologna and tuna fish. It, 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 it oh. doesn't matter. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I don't know if there's a more disgusting combination. Now, is it the bologna with the, the, the burnt-out cigarette butt in it? I know what you're talking. It doesn't matter. I don't, I don't go near bologna. I don't, if I smell it, I throw up. I don't, and no, no, I won't. I don't care if it's got the olive. What are you talking about? Olive loaf? Is that what it is? It just know. always looked like a cigarette, but like was, yeah. was ashed out in the bologna. Surf and turf. That's what we're going with. Surf and turf. Okay. So comment on that and we'll say your name on the next, next week's right. program. So thanks for watching everybody. Once again, once we see that zero people liked it and watched it, this will be over, but this is the end of episode six. All right. I can't believe it, Tony. Who would have thought? Six. That's weeks. a show. That's, That's a show. Right.